Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. What an honor it is to come across your earways. Here we are, the book of Psalms. We've been doing this, uh, uh, this, this group of Psalms. We've been calling them Songs in the Night, uh, these sessions. It seems like, Stephanie, this has been going on six months, hasn't it? Uh, maybe, because we came out of Job and right, right into Psalms. We've been in this mm. a long time, and uh, I'm glad about that. And uh, mm. we've been just doing a scenic view of Psalms and talking about how it helps those with hurting hearts and those with PTSD and what we can glean out of them. And certainly we've done that. So, Stephanie, as we've went through this last six months, has your favorite Psalm changed? Nope, I don't think so. I mean, I love, I you know, we get done with podcasts and I get to go home and do some fun um, Bible journaling from verses that that are sweet when we're going through Psalms, but no, I don't think my favorite Psalm has changed. So what is your favorite? Psalm 91. 91. Amen. So the background on that, everybody knows I, I was going to ask that. So you would hear that, but those who've listened to the podcast knows that Stephanie was memorizing Psalm 91, the moment when her husband was shot. Mm. And so, uh, and, and the promises that are in Psalm 91, imagine memorizing a Psalm at that point. Now there's probably, only one woman and only one man in the entire world that memorized the book of Philippians and they got married. So that was Stephanie and Charles. So, uh-huh. so they're Bible memory people. Well, and my uh, wife and I, when we first started out, it was first John we memorized together when we were dating mm-hmm. and then the book of Ephesians and my, those books have really gone a long way in our life. Oh, I know. First John is just rich. Those Ephesians. And I probably would have went for uh, third John myself. You know? <laughs> because it's short. Yeah. Because I'm a slacker. <laughs> you know, the first verse I memorized was, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> rejoice evermore or something. like. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, God forgive me. Here we are. Uh, we're in Psalm 114, but before we do that, we remember we have the knucklehead segment, the not knuckleheaded moment, and here we are. You may be a knucklehead if you stop making microchips. you got to cut this out, man. There's there's cars without microchips. There's people can't work because there's no microchips. BMW just got another, I don't know, 100,000 microchips or something. It's put every day in the newspaper around here. They're talking microchips, man. Everybody's worried because, you know, we got... Uh, we have uh, people who make components for automobiles. We have BMW that makes automobiles. We have tractors. So all around us is people making equipment that uses microchips. And I guess these microchips do a few things. So they help save gas somehow. They regulate the way your motor runs, how many cylinders run. I don't know. I was trying to track this thing. But you're a knucklehead if you don't make enough. Uh, and now nobody has microchips except these Japanese automakers who are the people who make the microchips anyway. And so it's, it's all weird uh, right now. But if you went down the road from where Stephanie lives and you were to drive, drive about an hour to Fort Wayne, right outside of Fort Wayne, they make God's favorite pickup truck, a Chevrolet. And they got <laughs> thousands of them, tens of thousands of them sitting in a field because they don't have yeah. microchips. 
and everybody's been furloughed right now or laid off, so to speak. They're taking their vacation time, just praying for microchips. And uh, folks, I've always been a believer that, uh, you know, there's some things that President Trump was definitely right about. I thought a lot of things, but this one in particular, we shouldn't be relying on other countries, Japan and China, to make our microchips. Mm -hmm. And we shouldn't Mm -hmm. be relying on other countries to make our medicine. You know, we're the United States of America, man. If anybody can make something, it should be us. So you might be a knucklehead if you stop making them and you're holding people hostage and you had that poor lady crying in Greenville, South Carolina, because she can't get her Tahoe. And then food, that's right with God. Who was the food one? I think it was Stephanie spoke up. All right, sister, what do you have? So, you know, this is... We love to give you recipes, but you know, sometimes you need something that's delicious, but that you can put together in five minutes. Yes. And um, that's just the reality of life, especially if you have a bunch of kids. Um, So something that this time of year is so easy and so good, all rolled up in one package is go get some fresh, you can go to Costco for our family because you can get big at Costco, but get a big old thing of strawberries and cut those up and get a big old thing of blueberries, mix those together and then get a bunch of heavy whipping cream and make yourself some whipped cream and just mix that all together. My kids will go through a massive Tupperware bowl of that in about 10 minutes. I'd go through a massive tub, and I have strawberries and blueberries right now in the refrigerator, and uh, and heavy whipping cream. Yeah, it is good, and it's easy, and it's it's not that expensive. Yeah, well, and I want you to know that Debbie and I love Stephanie's food every time we go out there to visit, and uh, we've already talked about our lemon chicken and and all our desserts and all those different things, and. Uh, a shout out to Rhonda, uh, Stephanie's best friend and my best friend since she started making that shredded beef uh, with gravy. <laughs> so anyway, here we are. <laughs> Rhonda Hicks is right with God. And uh, not too sure about her husband, Steve, but no. oh, oh. A, it's been months since I've said that. You got to admit that. I love uh, Steve. He's my friend. Uh, but here we are in Psalm 114. And, and friends, as we have went through the book of Psalms, and especially this as we've been looking at this with Pastor Miller, I'll tell you something that just keeps on coming to my mind in the book of Psalms, and I know these are songs, and and I know different things, but, you know, we forget the blessings. Mm. Mm. And as long as we're forgetting the blessings, we're uh, forgetting the praising. And uh, I think it's really important. I have a friend of mine that has a Bible reading program, so I've told you guys, I've been very upfront with you, that I get my Bible reading sent to me every day along with a devotion. There's something online uh it's, it comes out of West Coast Baptist uh, West Coast College or Baptist College, whatever they call themselves. And but they send out a devotion, uh, all the Bible reading for the day, printed out for you, thoughts for the day, and stuff like that. And we end up doing Proverbs twice, but I almost wish they did Psalms twice. Mm. I almost wish this. It's so rich. There's just a treasury in here, as they've said. Obviously, treasury of Psalms. But here we go. When Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob from a people of strange language. Judah was his sanctuary, and Israel his dominion. The sea saw it and fled. Jordan was driven back. The mountains skipped like rams, and the little hills like lambs. What ailed thee, O thou sea, that thou flattest? Thou Jordan, that thou was driven back. Ye mountains, that ye skipped like rams, and ye little hills like lambs. Tremble, Thou earth at the presence of the Lord, 
at the presence mm-hmm. of the God of Jacob, which turneth the rock into standing water, the flint into a fountain of waters. Now, Pastor has a great layout on the blessings that they're talking about in here. Prior to that, Stephanie, you're looking at Psalm 114, and what's coming to your heart and mind as you looked at that? Wow. It's almost a little, it's almost, I almost sense a little bit of, I love how God personalizes things. And it's almost a rhetorical question here. What, what troubled the sea that it, and I love the way it literally the analogy of running away from trembling at the presence of, um, the way it talks about the earth trembling at the presence of God. And I think of the way Mount Sinai shook Mm. the way thunder and lightning when God Mm. came on Mount Sinai and, it just, I think it just reiterates the power and the glory of our God. Yeah, the pines in Lebanon. I mean, wait, how often do you come across the power of God and what he can do, that these great and mighty things are changed? And Pastor, you had mentioned you saw five things uh, talking about this with the, uh, the Passover and the five things that the Jewish folks, it was real interesting. So I'm going to have Pastor tell us about that now. Yes, uh, this is a song that is in the Psalms, but the Jews today, Orthodox Jews at the Seder or their Passover celebration, they're going to quote this song or sing it every time. In fact, Psalm 113 through 118 are the songs that they focus on for their celebration of the Passover. But this one emphasizes what every Jew will always go back in their history to and say, we were delivered out of Egypt supernaturally as a people. God took us, thousands of people, and take us from being slaves to his people that were free. And so there's five things there in the incidents of starting with the, the Passover night. It says that uh, Jacob, uh, from a people of strange language, that's the Egyptians. And so God took the house of Jacob from a people and he made them his people. And then Judah was his sanctuary, and Israel his dominion. And the second one is the sea saw it and fled. That's the Red Sea crossing. Mm-hmm. And, and once again, they were in trouble as slaves. Now they're in trouble up against the sea. Pharaoh's pursuing them. They're in difficulties. They're, so to speak, literally up against a wall, a seawall. Mm-hmm. And then it says... And then the Jordan was driven. They needed to get into the promised land, but they couldn't. It was flood season toward the harvest time, uh, March and April, and they couldn't get in because it was too high. God opened up the Jordan River supernaturally for his people. But as you go through here, Stephanie mentioned this about the rhetorical question that has to do with Sinai. I mean, this was a fire and lightning and brimstone, maybe a volcanic action at that time, but it made the mountain to skip like lambs. That's quite a, a view, isn't it, when we think mm-hmm. in terms of uh, a mountain skipping like a lamb? I've never thought of it that way, but then in the trembling of the earth, God's just literally shaking the mountain and the earth, and it says we people ought to tremble at his presence And then the last one is whenever they needed water and they were complaining and griping, they were 
going to thirst to death or they were in front of a mountain. Well, God shows up and he brings water out of the flint rock. And uh, that happened more than one occasion. Yeah. And so there's five incidents that Jews will look at and say, we were up against it and God stepped in and took care of it. Yeah. And and what a good example for us. What were we up against that God stepped in? And I mean, maybe he didn't uh, have you hit your rock in the backyard and turn it into water or whatever the case may be, but God has provided unbelievable miracles in my life. Yes. And uh, how many times has the Lord's presence and the presence of an angel that the Lord assigned to me kept me from an accident? Mm, Garden. Yeah. Or kept me in places. There's so many miracles that happen in a life. And I was thinking as you were talking about uh, what the Jewish folks had been through and, you know, how soon they forget, uh, how soon we forget. Well, the first miracle is referenced here in the Passover. Passover night, the blood of the lamb put on the lentils of the doorway. And that points to the miracle you and I and every Christian has experienced. And that's the miracle at the foot of the cross when we got Jesus as our Savior and he protected us from the death angel. Amen, brother. You know, the, the, Bible, the Bible was full, uh, just full of, of uh, uh, you know, the lamb as the... Uh, uh, takes away our sin, the blood away. of the lamb. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the word, a substitution. We, yes, a Give yourself as a... Vicarious sacrifice. Vicarious sacrifice. And, and there in Romans 12, 1 and 2 is what I was thinking. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. The Bible was filled with sacrifice, or vicarious sacrifice, filled with uh, the perfect lamb, the perfect uh, pigeons, the many, many different sacrifices, but the one sacrifice that changed everything, the one sacrifice that was perfect, the one sacrifice that there was no more a need for an animal, the one sacrifice that's better than all is that sacrifice of that blood being applied to us. The blood of Jesus Christ has been applied to us. When you accept Jesus Christ, you're forgiven of all your sin, past, present, and future, the penalty of it taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, folks, can I tell you this? And I I think it's so important. I know we, we get off a little bit on salvation and we better, or we might as well go home. God can save you right where you are. You know, there's so many people in this world and I was among them. I was in a a religion that dealt with works. It was a work salvation. It was a works based salvation. You had to earn your way. There were steps. We called these steps sacraments, and and, and we had to take these steps. And, and then that didn't even guarantee heaven in their mind. It guaranteed a place called purgatory, which isn't even in the Bible. But, folks, can I tell you, there, there was a step that was needed, and that step was performed. There was a work that was needed, and that was performed at Calvary by Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And it's mm-hmm. not by works that any man can boast. I, I can't boast about giving you something that would get you saved. Only Christ can save you. Only the blood uh, of the Lamb of God, only that sacrifice is the sacrifice that matters. And, and, and I think in today's Psalms, in today's life, that should be number one thing that we as Christians praise every day of our life. We boast in Christ's works that are we finished. Do. And we can't get over it. We can't. We can't yeah. get to the place where we're not boasting in it, where we're not bragging on it. And uh, Stephanie, I mean, what do you think? What's a, what do you think about this sacrifice? Well, I think it's overwhelming, you know, to think that we have a Savior that doesn't just call on us to die for him 
he he led the example by dying for us. He 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 doesn't just call on us to be living sacrifices because he's a you know he's a jealous God who demands that. He can demand that because he sacrifices. He sacrificed for us. You know, he sacrificed um, the glories of heaven to yeah. come down yeah. for their over 33 years just so that he could identify with us, so that he could be a man of sorrows who is acquainted with grief. Mm-hmm. But think so about it. Yeah. Yeah. And think about what that did. And going back, Pastor, uh, to the Passover of applying the blood. I mean, think about the bloodbath that was. I mean, what what did applying the blood do for the Jews? For the Jews? Oh, in their system? Yeah. It points to Christ, but it but that night it protected them from the death angel coming and taking the firstborn son like it did for every one of the Egyptians. They didn't have the blood and their judgment fell on their family. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? And and folks, can I tell you something? You need the blood applied today. Yes. And that's the point I'm getting at. You need the blood of Christ applied because you don't know when the death angel's coming. We don't know when that time's coming. And uh, folks, you need to be prepared for it. Now, Stephanie has a wonderful song set aside for us today. And Stephanie, I believe you have time to sing that entire song. Do you have that pulled up? I do. I have it right here. Amen. probably heard Emmy in there waving her arm up in the air, and I feel the same way about the blood. Listen, we sure do love you folks. Make sure you listen to everything Eric has to say here. There's nothing more important than making sure that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, and that blood has been applied to your life. We hope you folks have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.